Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. Clearly, Jay Hisling here today. Uh, he had a little situation going on, so um, couldn't be here, but uh, it is all good. The show must go on. The show is what's most important, so the show must go on, baby. So that's what we're going to do here, man. Uh, today is Halloween, so happy Halloween for all my fellow trick-or-treaters out there. If you love going trick-or-treating, man, make sure you have a good time tonight. Make sure you uh, be safe, because I hear a lot of crazy things going on, a lot of crazy stories about... Um, some candy lacing or this or that or just some weird people man so just be safe out there for um anybody uh listening to this um i mean gonna listen to this at november 1st the day after halloween but hope you had a happy halloween october 31st let's get into it man a uh, quick episode y'all know how these uh these episodes are we usually give a little quick hitters um and i'm gonna be recapping uh some games here first game i'll be I'm going to be recapping is the game from last night and the Lakers beat the Nuggets 121 to 110. Shout out the Lakers getting it done against a top tier team and um, the Nuggets. I mean, like how we had uh, me and Jay Hill and um, our guy, um, our guy, Greg, all had the Nuggets, you know, sitting at the top of the West. So shout out the Lakers for being able to uh, knock them off. Um, first thing I noticed, you know, let's just get straight into it. First thing I noticed with this game, man, was the, the was the change starting lineup, man. Instead of that terrible lineup with Russell Westbrook, they changed it. They went to they went with Lonnie Walker, Patrick Beverly, Troy Brown Jr., LeBron, and Anthony Davis. Uh, Russell Westbrook came off the bench gladly, thankfully. And as I've been saying, and as I mean, almost everyone's been saying uh, to the Lakers organization, Darvin Ham, and all that. We put Russell Westbrook off the bench and watch what happens. And look at what happened, man. He scored 18 points. He had eight rebounds. He had eight assists. He shot 50% from the field. He shot a uh, 50% from the three-point line as well with two for four from the three and 100% from the free throw line. Guys, my biggest qualm with Russell Westbrook is not, um, uh, wow, Russell Westbrook's attitude or this or that. Like, yeah, that, you know, that, that, that's definitely bothersome, but an attitude can get fixed. What can't get fixed and what you can do is go back in time and like take back missed shots or take bad, bad shots. Right. And that was my problem with Russell Westbrook is the fact that he takes bad shots and it's been time and time and game after game again, that he's just taking bad shots that it's like, I think back to that Blazers game when there was 30 seconds on the game clock, a little less than 24 seconds on the shot clock. And Russell Westbrook took a pull up to, that was fade way contested. And when you have time to run out the clock, you have players like AD and LeBron on the court. And this is what you do. That was my biggest qualm with Russell Westbrook. That's been my biggest problem. And that was a, that, that, that moment was just happened to be magnified because it was the game winner. But if you really watch every single Lakers game and every single Lakers possession, he does that often. He'll take a dumb uh, pull up when you have Anthony Davis with like, um, I don't know, like D'Angelo Russell guarding him in the post or something like that, man. So, yeah, Russell Westbrook, very happy that he had a good game this game. Very happy that it happened with him coming off the bench because I think that'll make him feel good about coming off the bench. That'll make the fans feel good about coming off the bench. That'll make media feel good about coming off the bench. Uh, So definitely a good game. Good good to see Russ be efficient and get an efficient 18 points. Almost had that triple-double. 
Um, and I mean, also when we look at the two games that Russ has come off the bench, one became one be, because of injury, the second one because you know Darlingham finally finally stepped up, and the Lakers have looked better, Westbrook's looked better, so it's just it's just a win win for everyone, man. Um, so you know when he plays with that second unit, it's just it's just no pressure on him. I think that's just better for him. He's able to push the tempo. He's able to be that ball dominant player because when when LeBron and AD are on the court, like they're ball dominant as well. And LeBron and AD should get theirs before Westbrook 10 times out of 10 every single day, even on Sundays. So if LeBron and AD are on the court in Westbrook, another ball dominant player is on the court. That's three ball dominant players. When you have LeBron and AD on the court, what you need is shooters and defenders around them. But Westbrook isn't a shooter, nor is he the greatest defender. He's not, he's not the worst defender, but he's not the greatest defender. Um, So that's, you know, that's really where, where Russell Westbrook needs to, B is that second unit coming off the bench. So when LeBron and AD do sit, he can't, Russell Westbrook can't, then can be that ball dominant player. Um, but that's just my thoughts. But anyway, back, let's get back to the game. Uh, Anthony Davis in that first quarter, uh, 11 points on five of five shooting, Jokic 10 points. Uh, so it was really a battle of the bigs that were going at it. I uh, saw, saw early in the game, AD was just bullying MPJ and kind of made me think like, man, MPJ had a lot of time off. Like, man, my boy should have tried to come back bigger you know way bigger because i feel like that is one of his issues he's he's small um and then the lakers were able to outscore the denver nuggets in the in the set in the second half second quarter by 10 points which you know gave him a nice little uh cushion coming into the third and then the third the lakers blew up scored 38 points almost 40 points in the entire quarter uh on the back of lebron and lonnie walker uh both really carrying the team for that third uh the lakers held on to the lead in the fourth and you know ended up getting getting the win but uh, there's just some other things that you know, I want to talk about as far as like you know little notes as far as the game. Uh, the Lakers were shooting less threes. That man, thank thank the good gracious God, the Lakers are shooting less threes because they're just not they just can't shoot. They're not a team that shoots threes. They're a bigger team. They're a team that needs to play to their strengths. And right now, their strength is as not shooting. So um, until we get some shooters on that team, uh, the Lakers definitely need to you know keep that down to I would say anywhere from like you know 25 to 30. Um, but definitely not w- w- don't want to be seeing like 40, 40 plus threes per game. Uh, love to see the way AD responded, especially because, um, you know, AD got embarrassed that, that game earlier in this week against the Nuggets. But what does, AD, what does AD do and come back? Not only does he get the win, but AD has 23 points, 15 rebounds on 55% from the field. Jokic, 23 points, 14 rebounds on 50% from the field. So AD matched, if, if anything, outplayed Jokic, man. So uh definitely happy to see ad have that response um as a lakers fan or even as an nba fan if you've been following ad you know that the number one thing you want to see is how he responds how he responds to injury how he responds to adversity how he responds to you know lineup changes everything uh, roster change, everything man everything so um so definitely happy to see ad doing that uh it's good to see the Lakers and the Nuggets big, you know, big three doing their thing. LeBron and LeBron had twenty six and eight. You know, AD uh, twenty three and fifteen. Russ eighteen and eight. Uh, and the Nuggets as well. You know, Jokic twenty three and fourteen. Uh, Aaron Gordon with eighteen and six. And Michael Porter Jr. with seventeen and nine. So you know, definitely uh, good to just see teams and with their you know their all out best players really you know balling out, man. So shout out um, both the both the Denver Nuggets and the Lakers. And uh, last last little note on this game, man, and I had to write this one down. Y'all, Damian Jones, like, I like Damian Jones. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's, a, he's a good lob option, uh, you know, pick and roll lob, you know, some putback dunks, uh, 
kind of be a little bit of a of a, a high flyer presence, right? But he got no defense, y'all. Like every game I watch, my boy does not get it done defensively. He's getting cooked every single game, whether it be by, uh, you know, if Jokic is a two-time MVP, but whether it be from Jokic or even Nurk, like Yusuf Nurkic to, uh, man, to Rudy Gobert, to, man, he just either gets played off the court or he just gets cooked on the court. So uh, Damian Jones, shout out you, but got to work on sliding them puppies, baby. Try to slide them puppies, baby. But, um, but all right, y'all, so that is the Lakers game. Um, great, great game. Shout out the Lakers, shout out the Nuggets. Uh, now we're going to recap a game that happened on Saturday, and that was the 76ers versus the Bulls. 76ers won 114-109. to 109. Um, Really thought Joel Embiid was going to dominate this game because there was really no Andre. There was not really. There wasn't any Andre Drummond, um, but this game was really a great game with 10 lead changes. Uh, it was the battle of the big threes, man. For the 76ers, had Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, they were all doing their thing. DeMar DeRozan, um, Zach Levine, uh, Nikola Vucevic, and all those guys individually all scored 14 or more points. Uh, and honestly, guys, I know, I, mean, I, know, I know Jay Hill not here, but this is something that I wanted to have, have a conversation with Jay about. And, you know, since, you know, Jay not here, family out there, let me know. Let me know, am I tripping on this next thing that I'm about to say? Or am I, am I right? Am I, am I right on point? Y'all, I'm watching Tyrese Maxey play, and I'm feeling like, he could be the guy in a couple of years, like the guy, like the guy in a couple of years, like a max guy, the number one option. Um, I don't know if I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but man, he looks good. He just keeps getting better and better. He makes the right plays. Um, he hustles. He's lightning fast. So I don't know. Let me know if I'm tripping in the comment section down below. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're an Apple podcast, Spotify listener, you know, let us DM us on our Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, you know, reach out to us anywhere. Let us know, or you know, you can leave a nice little uh, a ranking uh, right there and nice little, leave a nice little comment. Let, let me know. Is Tyrese the guy? Is he a max guy in this league or no? Let me know. But um, all right, guys. So we're gonna keep pushing it and uh, you know, getting to the game again. You know, our first half is basically Demar Derozan versus the 76ers. Uh, as you know, 76ers put up 65 points in that first half, and and Demar put up 20 just himself into that in that first half so you know DeMar was definitely getting busy getting to it uh, and then just another little point that I want to talk on uh, something that I noticed when I was watching the games I was like man James Harden has literally made a career of going to the line like that's what his career has been like that's why I think he's so overrated man like don't get me wrong James Harden is a great scorer might be one of the best players right now in the league out of the pick and roll but I just think that his constant like baiting of the foul and getting to the free throw line is ridiculous. And this game shows it. This game shows it guys in this game, James Harden, he, he, James Harden only had 15 points. Now he was two of 13 from the field. So from two point, basically anything that's not a three, he only made two. He was over five from the three point line means he made zero threes. He attempted five and made zero. Yeah, he had 15 points. Y'all, he went to the free throw line 11 times. He was 11 out of 11 from the free throw line. The man did not miss. And the crazy thing is, y'all, like, this is an every game occurrence for James Harden. I'm not saying he's going 100% every single game at the line, but he's shooting like 10 plus because he's able to bait the foul so bad. Like, bro, James Harden, as a player, like, if you take the the fouls out, like, 
So are you telling me he would have had what? Four points, two points? Because if he only made two two twos, that's four. He made zero threes. So he would have had four points. James Harden, I need to see more without the foul baiting, but definitely, you know, James Harden, James Harden's definitely that guy, but I just would love to see him do a little more outside of the, you know, out of the free throw line. Because the, at the end of the day, y'all, like, let's be real. They call calls different in the regular season than they do in the playoffs. Let's just be real. Let's just be honest. That's, they call it way different. And the calls that they are giving James in the regular season, they don't give him in the playoffs. So, and then when it's, when it's, uh, you know, deep in the, deep in the playoffs, he's doing the same things and it's not working. Like it, who, who, who is it to question? Who is it to question? I mean, it's, it's, it's a question you, James, this has been happening for the past couple of, a couple of years. You're dominating the regular season. You, like you, what about the year in Houston when you average like 36 points in the regular season and then did nothing in the playoffs. He's always not showing up in the playoffs. And for that, honestly, he needs to he needs to change it. And this year, but he better be an efficient playoff player because the 76ers are trying to go for it, man. But um, but anyway, y'all. So like I mentioned, the Bulls were small with no Andre Drummond, but um Joel Embiid didn't really impose as well, which is definitely upsetting. You know, we went when I had him second in my MVP like this upcoming year. I had Luca than him. So because he's been robbed the past couple of years, you know, from Giannis to 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 Jokic to all of that. But I mean, for him to not come out and try to assert his dominance against a, a small Bulls team that already doesn't have Andre Drummond. He, he, he should light up Andre Drummond, even if he was there. But Andre Drummond wasn't there, and he didn't light him up. Mm, I got qualms, and I got questions about how much he cares and how much he's got, you know, invested into this, man. So I uh, would love to see a little more from him, uh, as I'm expecting MVP season from him. Uh, Vooch, so dang aggressive, man, since the start of the season. I've talked about this on other episodes, and I'm talking about it again. Shout out Vooch, man. 19 rebounds. He dominated the glass against Joel Embiid, seven. Seven. Mind you, Joel Embiid's bigger, better, faster, stronger. Yet Vooch out-hustled him. What's that quote that's like um, – uh, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. But anyway, y'all, game went on. Very close game. Like I mentioned, uh, 10 lead changes. And then with 18 seconds left, man, Joel Embiid stepped into it. And, I, and I'll give it to him. He wasn't playing well the whole game. He wasn't, he wasn't being assertive the whole game. But what he did do is he stepped up in the fourth quarter and stepped up big time, man. Especially uh, he, especially with 18 seconds left to go, he put Philly up 112-109 by hitting a huge three, a huge three. And the way he just stepped into it, man, you just love to see it from your your starting center, your your big man. And I mean, Joel Embiid is just he's different, man. I just love to see the confidence. Uh, and then at the end, at end of the game, I mean, Demar really almost had a game winner. Uh, Demar took it straight to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid just walled off played perfect defense, um, didn't foul him at all. And, you know, he contested the shot and DeMar ended up missing, missing the layup. Uh, I, be- I believe it was, it was Joel Embiid who got the rebound, outlitted somebody, Alex Caruso picked that off, had an open three. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Boom. Out. He missed it, y'all. He mi- the way I said, boom, you would think he, you would think he cashed it, huh? But no, he missed it, y'all. He missed the three and then it ended up being game, man. But Honestly, what I wanted to, I wanted to have this conversation with Jay, but I'm not, you know, Jay necessarily couldn't really be here, but it is Harden having a 15 point, 11 assists, six rebound 
zero from five from three and two of 13 from the field, but 11, 11 from free throw line. Is that considered a good game? Family out there, let me know. Is that considered a good game? I don't know if I'd consider that a good game because I mean, two from 13 dog, you're taking away a lot of shots from players like Maxi, from players like Tobias Harris and players like Joel Embiid. So I don't know how happy I am about that. So me personally, I would say it's a bad game. Family out there, let me know. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you guys think? You guys think it was a bad game? Think that was a good game uh, for James Harden in particular, man. But between the 76ers and the Bulls, great game. Shout out to Sixers. Shout out to Bulls. Two dominant uh, Eastern Conference teams. All right, y'all. Next game we about to get into uh, for the recap is this game that happened all, on Sunday also, which was uh, October 30th. It was the... Detroit Pistons versus the Golden State Warriors. The Pistons won 128-114. Uh, our brother Jay was actually at the game, him and Oko. Um, so shout out Jay and Oko. Hope y'all had a great time there. So let's talk about it, y'all. Um, first quarter, the Warriors came out on fire, man. Scored almost almost 40 points in the first in the first uh, quarter. They, they scored 37. Uh, was really take was really taking it to the Pistons early. And that was really on the back of Jordan Poole and, and Stephen Curry. You're having, having a good a good first quarter. Jordan Poole scored ten points in that in that first quarter to Curry seven, and Curry, you know, was perfect from per- perfect from uh, from the free throw line. So was Jordan Poole. So you know they were taking it to him. But in that second quarter, now that's a, now that's a little bit of a different uh different outcome. The Warriors really got manhandled in that second quarter. The Pistons uh, scored thirty four points to the Warriors eighteen points. Um, really, just a disappointment across the boards. Definitely was a tough, um, a tough second quarter for the Warriors, man. But that is nothing to fear because we know that the Warriors have uh, bounced back in big third quarters, and that's what they did, man. They had another big third quarter with 36 points. Unfortunately, the Pistons just had a bigger third quarter, man. They had a 37 point uh, third quarter, and and this is where I really want to get into the Pistons, man, because the Pistons just had uh, just j- just had a great game, man. I mean, we're talking about from a starting five perspective. We got Sadiq Bay, 28.6 rebounds. Uh, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, 21 points, three rebounds, three uh, three assists. Isaiah Stewart, 24 points, 13 rebounds. And of, of those 13, five are offensive rebounds. Cade Cunningham with 10 rebounds, 23 points. Uh, do want to see him get that turnover number down a little more. He got, he's got, he got four turnovers. Uh, and Jaden and Jaden Ivy, the rookie, 15 points, three assists, four rebounds. Um, just a monstrous uh, performance from you know your, your your young cats, from your starting five, from uh, your initial group. You know to you know to kick everything off. And on the Warrior side of things, you can't really say the same. You know, definitely uh, an impressive game from from Jordan Poole, uh, scoring 30 points. The only thing that I do find a little bit you know in question is the same thing about that with that James Harden situation, right? Um, we have a player like Jordan Poole taking 13 threes. I, Jordan Poole is a good player. He might even get the most improved this year or six man. But we have a player like Jordan Poole taking 13 threes and only making five. How many, th- how many threes is, is, is that being taken away from Curry? How many threes is that taken away from, from Wiggins when, when, when Clay's in the game? How many threes is it taken away from that? So that's definitely my only really kind of, you know, point of concern. Uh, Curry, he also you know, didn't have a great three-point shooting night. He sh- uh, shot 14 uh, threes, only made four uh, for, to some for a total of 28% from the three-point line. Uh, but that's Stephen Curry, man. I mean, that's the greatest shooter of all time. So... I mean, you just you, you got you got to live with it, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to live you got to live and die with his shooting. 
Uh, and that's okay. And that's okay for the, the greatest shooter of all time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, the, the, the Warriors overall don't think they should be very concerned about this. I mean, this is the NBA. These are NBA talent level players, bro. So like the, the greatest team on, on any given night could lose to the worst, worst assembled team ever. The 2001 Lakers, which is, which in my opinion is the greatest team of all time. Shaq and Kobe, let's be real. Nobody touching that. And maybe that 95, 96 Bulls, but probably not. Anyway, that team could lose to a Charlotte Bobcats. Do you remember the Bobcats? Do y'all remember the Bobcats, y'all? The Bobcats were arguably like the worst team like ever. They, they were the worst team ever. I believe that was like the start of Kemba's career, to be honest, man. But yeah, man, the Charlotte Bobcats, <laughs> like on any given night, any given night, they're NBA players. They could beat that 01 Lakers team or that 95, 96 Bulls team. So I don't, you know, don't, don't think the Warriors should be worried. Um, they're still the, the defending champion, still an elite team of the West. So, um, you know, just a little bump on the road. Keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Keep it shooting. And um, things, <laughs> things will all be good, man. So, um, yes, great game. Um, Pistons won 128-114. All right, y'all. So what we're going to get into now is – this fun little game slash segment, you know, however y'all want to look at it, man. Um, what we're going to do here, y'all, is we are um, going to be looking at the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Uh, sorry about that, y'all. We're going to be looking at the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, all the teams, uh, one through one through 15 in both, uh, both, both conferences. And what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to go through team by team. We'll start on the East first. And I'll say if they need to make a trade or if they need to do away with somebody, just a roster change. I'm not saying I'm going to have the ideal perfect trade right there and ready to go for the team. Because if that's the case, I mean, these NBA teams need to start paying me, man. These NBA teams need to start. Because I told Darvin, Ham, and the Lakers that they need to bring Russ off the bench. And they listened to me and now they start and they got a win. <laughs> so they got their first win. So shout out, shout, shout out them. But let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, we'll go ahead and go from one to 15 of the teams that, you know, need to make a move uh, or don't need to really make a move. So Bucks don't really need to make a move, man. Um, my opinion, they're the best team in the league, not because they're the only team that, uh, that hasn't lost a game, but because, they have Giannis Antetokounmpo, the best player in the world. And in my opinion, if Chris Milton wouldn't have got hurt last year, they would have been back-to-back champions. And you got somebody like Giannis that'll carry you and then close like Chris Middleton. You got shooters, you got defenders. Like, you, that team literally has it all. So, uh, in my opinion, the best team in the league right now. And my favorites for who I think is going to win a championship this year. But all right, second, uh, second in the uh, Eastern Conference right now is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think they need to make any moves. I think they need to sit on the roster that they have, hope that Darius Garland gets back and better from that eye injury, and let these young guys go, man. Let these young guys go, make mistakes, get better. Kind of reminds me of like an Oklahoma City uh, with, Jan- with a young James Harden, young Kevin Durant, young Russell Westbrook, young, explosive, exciting team. Um, Number three right now is the Boston Celtics. No, they don't need to make any changes because they already made the greatest offseason change. And that was bringing Malkin Brogdon over the offseason and Danilo Gallinari. Very upsetting that Danilo got hurt, um, especially not even playing for the Celtics. But um, shout out the Celtics. They don't really need to make a move. The Hawks, look, man, I guess they have enough talent 
to be up here, but I just don't see Trey Young and DeJounte Murray working. I know that they're not going to trade for the, they're not going to trade DeJounte Murray for anybody. They're not going to trade Trey Young for anybody. That's their two cornerstones. They're going to make it happen. I don't really see it working. And when I've watched the Hawks game so far this season, haven't been, you know, too impressed, but at the end of the day, they are four and two, but it's only a six game sample size. So let's not get ahead of ourselves guys, because the, the Utah jazz and the six game uh, sample size are in the fourth seed. So <laughs> let's remember that guys. Um, and then the Knicks are in the, currently in the fifth seed. Uh, I do think that I do think they need to make a move. Um, I know, I know Jalen Brunson has been balling out, but what I think uh, they need is they need a, you know, a true score. Like a uh, DeMar would be perfect in a situation like that. And I actually was watching the video saying um, how Donovan Mitchell almost went there. And that would have been perfect for Donovan Mitchell. Maybe not for, you know, the, I mean, that would have hurt for the Knicks, maybe not for Donovan Mitchell, but that would have been perfect for the Knicks because that's the score. You know, they have defenders, they have playmakers. I think, and I, and I just, I don't believe in Jalen Brunson being a scorer like deep in the season. I just, I don't believe it. The man is like six foot tall. He's going to get pressed. He's going to get um, pressured on. And it's just, it's just nothing much you can do when you're six feet tall and someone's like six, nine or six, five or six, six or defending you, man. It's just, just too much. So the Knicks need to make a move, try to pull a player like DeMar, but, you know, or just a, a, a scorer of that caliber uh, along those lines. Ooh, Bradley Beal would be dope there. I don't know why I just thought of that now. But Bradley Beal would rather lose and get paid forever. So, yeah, I feel him, I guess. Number six, Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets definitely need to make a move. Losing Miles Bridges um, to that unfortunate situation. Whew. I mean, that's your second best player I mean, and arguably your best player. <laughs> it's 20 points per game. What you going to do with that? You got to replace that. Definitely need to make a move. Need to bring a scorer in, bring Melo back. The Raptors, surprisingly, no. They just need to sit on this young roster, this young core, and keep rocking out with it, man. Um, also, in a way, it reminds me of the Cavs, but I would say the I think the Cavs are better, in my opinion. Um, the Washington Wizards, I mean, I don't think the Washington Wizards are, 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 are competitive. I know Jay Hill likes um, uh, Porzingis. I don't know if I, I don't know if I don't know if I, if I don't know if I like Porzingis like that, yo. I really don't. Uh, he's not consistent. When he's there, he can. Yes, he can be that unicorn, but a lot of times he's also just taking just bad, dumb shots, or he's scared to go inside, or he just plays that like he's a like he's six two guard or something like like he's not seven foot. He should be in there getting some dang rebounds. Uh, so the Wizards, yeah, they if they want to contend, they need to make a move, but I don't think they want to contend. Ruchi Hakamura, Kyle Kuzma, Bradley Beal, just not going to get it done. Poor Zingas. Tingus Pingus. Is that, is that, that, that's what they be calling them. The 76ers. Um, I mean, a, a great role player, like, you know, like a Dwayne Dedman would be amazing. But at this point, I also think that they're a top team in the East. They're just right now, they're kind of falling off. Um, so I'll say ah, I can't ride the fence. So nah, no Dwayne Dedman. Sit on it. Because I'm not going to ride the fence, y'all. Either they need it or they don't need it. I'm not riding the fence here today. So, or never. So either they need it or don't need it. And I, I think they are on the side of not needing it more than, than they're on the side of needing it. Chicago Bulls, baby. I don't know who else they can get because what they really needed was like a big, like a like a real, real big, not Andre Drummond. I mean, like um, – um, of course, this is going to sound great, but, uh, you know, a, a, a Joel or a, what, what, what would have been great is, um, 
I mean, I, I mean, I guess Andre Drummond fills that role. Does he though? Like, uh, we know Andre Drummond is man. Andre Drummond isn't isn't a starting caliber big because that's what they need. They needed to start. See, I mean, any team could use a player like Joel Embiid, so it's not even fair for me to say that. But they could they could use a starting big. Like they need a real good starting big. I, I like Andre Drummond, great guy, gets a lot of rebounds at a lot of like 2020 games, but those happen probably like five times every year. That can't be my starting center. Uh, Indiana Pacers make a move. Uh, Miami Heat make a move, man. Make a move. My only problem with the Miami Heat is they don't have a real score, a real go-to guy, a real number one option. Jimmy's not that. I'm sorry for Miami, my my my. My Miami Heat fans out there try to say that seven times. My Miami Heat, my Miami. Oh, my, maybe I just, just am just rambling too much, man. But anyway, Miami Heat, you got to make a move. Get a get a real score. Get somebody that can do it. Detroit Pistons, do you make a move? Because they're just going for Vic. Pacers, yeah, they're going for Vic. So do you? So do you make a move? Magic, you know, sit on. I, uh, if you're trying to be competitive right now, I guarantee you the Magic's have the Magic have the best trade option in the entire league right now. Uh, probably not make, probably not gonna make any moves for the um, the Magic, and again, unless they want to be competitive for the Western Conference, the Blazers. It's so good to see the Blazers at the top of the West. Uh, the Blazers make a move, man. Make a move. Try to try to try to get another scorer in there because. Um, I, I like that, you know, the, the Anthony Simons is stepping up, you know, Dame is there, but they're just a one Dame injury away from being the Blazers that we know and love. The Suns don't need to make any more moves, man. They have the continuity going. They have the chemistry going. They got um, the, the winning going, man. They got everything going. So let's keep it rolling with the Suns. Uh, the, 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 the Spurs, five and two on a two-game win streak. Don't know how that's going on. Because uh, even Pop called it, but even Pop was like, "Man, yeah, y'all don't want to come see the Spurs, man. We're not going to be doing nothing this year." Um, so surprising to see them there. I do think they're I, not. I think I know they're going for Vic. So if that's the case, keep you know sucking, keep sucking. I'm pretty sure they just like waved Josh Primo, which is the guy they they drafted last year. Utah Jazz uh, also surprising. Austin Austin, they're going for Vic. GFV going for Vic, man. And if you want to go for Vic, keep that team as bad as you possibly can. Uh, so keep it together here. <laughs> Fifth seed, New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, but the thing is, I, I want to say make a move because realistically, the Pelicans aren't aggressive enough to make a deep playoff run right now. They're good, but they're not, they're not aggressive enough to make a deep playoff run right now, in my opinion. They're not aggressive to make a deep playoff run. So if you want to make a deep playoff run, you want to get into the finals, which that's what I think every team should be trying to strive for, unless you know, you know the bottom feeders. If you're the bottom feeders, then – Strive for Vic. <laughs> so for the Pelicans, uh, I would say, you know, I mean, you could try to add some pieces up in there, but just don't know what more is going to go. So let me, so I'm, so I don't ride the fence. I'm going to go with add some more pieces, but I don't know, you know, what more you can add. Uh, number six, six seed currently is the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies, keep it going, man. Keep it going. As a matter of fact, earlier when I talked about the Cavs and I said they remind me of a young OKC, this reminds me of a young OKC. Like very much young guys who just shoot and aren't scared of nothing. They they don't even know what's coming, so they they just naive to the fact. So that's what I'm going with for uh, the the Grizzlies. Uh, as far as make a move, nah, don't make a move. Sit on it. Let that young core keep going. Uh, definitely sad to see the Anthony Melton go. He's a big piece for them. Seventh seed is the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, you could try to get some. 
some defenders in there. I know they lost, you know, Jared Vanderbilt and a lot of good, actually really un, uh, slept on underrated good defenders that made their defense so good last year. Uh, and they lost players like that. So, you know, trying to go out, get, just getting lengthy guys. That'll be big. Denver Nuggets, best team in the West. And my, I mean, right now it's the Warriors, the defending champions, but the Nuggets, uh, I think, are going to be this year. <laughs> um, Oklahoma City Thunder, they are GFV, going for Vic. So keep it like that if you want to go for Vic, baby. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, um, try, to get, try to add some more shooters in there. Very inconsistent shooters, but when they are hitting the mark, they are on fire, y'all. Like that last game that we talked about last episode where they shot 50% from the, from, from the three-point line as a team, as a team. So, uh, and they beat the Brooklyn Nets. So, oh, yeah, for this, for the, I, I, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets, I totally blanked and forgot because I just said these three bottom teams, but I didn't give one for the Brooklyn Nets. Y'all, the Brooklyn Nets are extremely, extremely, extremely. And if you don't believe me, go watch a Nets game. If you actually know basketball, you'll come back and believe in me. They are extremely, extremely, extremely top heavy. And they need to make a move if they're going to get something done. It is, urgent that they make a move if they're going to get something done guarantee uh, like our chuck says i guarantee that's how you say i guarantee so i guarantee y'all guarantee i believe we were on the yeah we just finished the mavericks so back to the west 11 seed the current 11 seed the golden state warriors the ring champions uh right now sitting at that 11 seed uh, three wins and four losses no, don't do anything. Of course, you're reigning champions. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to do anything. You know what I'm saying? That it was upsetting to lose GP and Otto, but you're reigning champions. You don't need to do anything, man. Um, LA Clippers, don't need to do anything. Um, I got Kawhi on my fantasy, but the man just never freaking plays. So, <sighs> unfortunately, um, don't do anything. Clippers, sit on it. Hope Kawhi gets healthy. Kings, unless you're G for V, do everything <laughs> unless you're cheap or be do everything uh lakers yeah they definitely need to do a lot need to first start you know i know russ i know i just talked about russell westbrook having a good game you know earlier against that against the denver nuggets but um if he's the main problem he's the main problem yeah he, he had a good game still the main problem still gotta go still still gotta go still trying to get buddy Hill for him still trying to get miles turner for him and i don't care what we got to give up Y'all, you give up whatever it is that you plausibly have to give up. I don't care if you suck for the next five to 10 years. You put yourself in a position to win with LeBron at 37, the greatest player of all time at 37 years old, playing like this. You do whatever it takes to win. So you listen to me, Darvin Ham. You listen to me, Rob Polinka. You make a change. Darvin, stop being so scared of Russell Westbrook and put him on the bench like how you did last night. Put him on the bench. Darvin, put him on the bench. I'm not going to be playing with you. Rob Polinka, you, you, you're running out of, out of time. You're running out of time because I'm about to make the drive down to L.A. I'm in the Bay right now, but I'm about to make the drive down to L.A. and go really get on you because why in the, in, in, on God's green earth would – I mean, let's let's back up. Why would you even take Russell Westbrook from the beginning over a player like DeMar DeRozan? I don't care. I mean, I was gonna say they're both. I was gonna say I don't. I don't care. Russell Westbrook from LA. They're both from LA. What are you talking about? But all right, whatever. That was the first issue. But why are you not looking at the history? Looking history repeats itself. The past repeats itself. Hello, LeBron's always won with shooters. 
why are you surrounding him with slashers and people who can't shoot? So a lot of changes needs to happen, man. Uh, 15, unless you're GFV. And Lakers, too. Unless the Lakers are lucky, have plans of going for Vic, shoot. If the Lakers have plans of going for Vic, keep sign Russell Westbrook and say, stay here. <laughs> but but if you don't plan on going for Vic and you plan on actually doing something with LeBron's last couple of years, get some shooters and trade Russell Westbrook first. Houston Rockets. Unless you're going for Vic, everything, man. Everything, man. Unless you're going for Vic. And that is both the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Um, hope that everybody out there, um, you know, enjoy that little, you know, new, you know, new segment, new game, you know, however you want to look at it. All right, y'all. Last thing before we get out of here, you know what we got, man. We got the upcoming games for the week. Again, uh, we are record, or I am recording this on October 31st, uh, Monday. Happy Halloween. Uh, you will be hearing this on November 1st. Uh, so let me go ahead and run off some games that I am excited to see. First of first is a game that's going to be on TNT um, on Tuesday, November 1st. And that is the uh, Phoenix Suns versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think it's going to be great to see Carl Anthony Towns and DeAndre Aiden really go at each other. And for Carl Anthony Towns to have a player like Rudy Gobert there with them, I think that will be big. Uh, definitely looking forward to on Wednesday the 2nd. We have the Celtics, which is four and two. There's the Cavs, who are five in one. That'll be a big game. But you know what I'm looking forward to, baby. On Wednesday, we have the New York Knicks versus Trey Young. Man, these games are it's basically the Knicks versus Trey Young, y'all. That's what it is. And now Trey Young got a big partner with him and DeJounte Murray. So I think that's gonna be a whole lot of fun, y'all. Um I just sparks gonna fly the same way that we said at the Warriors and Suns game. Sparks is gonna fly. Sparks is gonna fly, y'all. Sparks is gonna fly at this Hawks and Knicks game, man. But but all right, y'all. So I think it's a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, for all the family out there, appreciate you guys for staying, uh, you know, through the whole episode. And uh, and man, just as always, y'all, like, don't forget to hit that like button, y'all. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button, y'all. Don't forget to leave a nice comment down below. If you're on YouTube, make sure you do all that. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, if you're on all those platforms, make sure you leave a nice review and a ranking, man. Rank us, you know, with some five stars only, five stars only. Come on, five stars only, five stars only, five stars only. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but for real, though, y'all, um, you know, leave us a ranking, leave us a review, leave us a nice comment, and um, and just get at us, man. Get at us, man, because um, we working, man. If you're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clutch Talk, I mean, <laughs> Titter, <laughs> Titter. I'm, y'all, I'm losing my mind. I said like Twitter, TikTok, and Clutch Talk, and all that. I said it together. Let me try that again. If you on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, make sure to go follow us at Clutch Talk Pod because we on there, man. And get at us because we trying to get to, to two hundo before 2023. Two hundo subscribers. Smash that subscribe button. Tell your friend. Tell your friend to tell your friend. And then tell that friend to tell his mom. Tell her mom to tell her cousin and tell her cousin or tell her grandpa and then hit that subscribe button. But if that's it, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace.